I'll see if I can transition from wrestling a 33-year-old, who's pretty noisy this morning, uh, to, to helping to guide us through some time this morning. Well, in the last uh, couple of months, I've been um, listening to a lot of messages and conferences on joy. Just uh, felt called in that kind of direction. And uh, so I felt kind of excited when uh, a chance to share this morning, kind of overwhelmed. I thought, boy, how do you, how do you say all I want to say in just a few minutes? So uh, I'm not going to say what I plan on saying, <laughs> but I'm going to ask you this be much more participatory. Uh, so uh, really, we're going to be looking at a number of uh, uh, verses today about joy and helping us to think together what it looks like. Um, well, let's get started this way. Uh, I've asked uh, Junior to help me this morning. When you think about joy, uh, what, what comes to mind? What, how would you define joy? And, uh, Junior, write uh, down. Contentment. Peace. Bubbling up from the inside. We'll let uh, Junior get caught up here. <laughs> Happiness. George, thanks. Fulfillment. Uh, anointed humbleness. See excitement and thankfulness. Faith. Did you? Thank you. Uh, faithfulness, is, right? Faithfulness. Marriage. Marriage. Is, what, what someone said over here. I walk. My walk with Christ. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that's a good start. Uh, anticipation. You, uh, Jane gets on the top. Okay. Um, well, we're going to take a look at uh, what the scripture has to say about joy. Now, just for time's sake, uh, there, there's um, uh, over 200 times the scripture uses the word joy or joyful or whatever, or rejoicing, it's even 200 plus times. We don't, they throw in gladness or blessed are and, and very other expressions, it's even more. We don't have that kind of time this morning. So, uh, what I want to do is look at some of the verses that kind of capture some of this. Uh, and I encourage you, go to Concordance and just look. It was very edifying. Uh, I didn't look at every one in real close detail, but I just scanned and scanned and scanned and scanned. And it was just really helpful for me to think about uh, what does it look like for us to be rejoicing. The, uh, one of the persons who's been very helpful for me on this has been John Piper, a pastor, I guess retired now, uh, in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, that... Um, <clears throat> He uh, uh, really emphasizes that glorifying God and finding joy are flip sides of the same coin. Glorifying God and finding joy. And I was planning on talking more about that, but that, that we'll save that for another time. Or I certainly commend to you desiringgod.org. Uh, there's just uh, 13,000 uh, different scriptures and articles, uh, uh, sermons, messages, and articles there that, that have a lot to share in that kind of way. 
So um, just looking at that, I realize it's really such an important concept throughout Scripture for us to think about joy. And, and for some of us, um, that has not been the emphasis when we think about Christian faith, but it really is meant to be what is uh, so core to that. So um, let's see if this, I can do this. So one of the banner phrases that uh, John Piper uses is that God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. We honor God by finding our satisfaction, our well-being in God. I might even add to that then, we are most satisfied when we find our satisfaction in God. I wasn't going to talk about today being you know, the most holiest American holiday. There will be a lot of joy and rejoicing. Well, there might be some non-rejoicing for some later on today, uh, but with the Super Bowl. But, but there's a, another level of joy uh, that, and satisfaction that we have that uh, really honors God. So the other thing you might say is we are most uh, joyful when we find our joy in God. We're most joyful when we find our joy in God. And that, uh, that, I think, as we go through Scripture, some of those things will become uh, apparent when we look at some of the uh, items that are here. So let's, let's go ahead and take a whirlwind look here at some of the Scriptures that I think are representative. And what I want you to do, in the same way you called out some of these characteristics here, we may need a bigger board. <laughs> we will go ahead and take a look at what Scripture has to say here. So let's, uh, let's run through some of these. First uh, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So uh, what's the first thing we, we find out about joy? The fruit of the Spirit. It's something of God uh, for us, a, a fruit of the Spirit. Pretty. Now here a cluster of three that kind of relate to each other. Uh, from Philippians 1, um, Therefore, my beloved brethren, whom I long to see, my joy and crown, in this way, stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. And from 1 Thessalonians, For you are our glory and joy. Third John, I have no greater joy than this, to hear of my children walking in the truth. We just looked at this passage in our study in Philippians, uh, last Sunday. What, what stands out to you when you think about these three verses? Joy is relational. Great. Yeah, thanks, Holly. So as Mary was saying, it's relational. It is relational horizontally and relationally uh, vertically. Uh, that is, we participate in God uh, and we sh uh, can share that. There's another, I couldn't find the statement that um, from John Piper that just talked about uh, just our joy being that which causes us to overflow, to want to share uh, the good news of the gospel, the good news of God to others, that joy begetting more joy. So relational. Uh, a couple more here. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same thing again is no trouble to me, and it is a safeguard for you. Or uh, further in Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. 
and a parallel from First Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What else, what else do we see here? There's a command. Isn't that interesting? There's a, a book, Fighting for Joy, that, uh, going back to Piper, that I've really appreciated. Sometimes it doesn't come naturally. I think, I think because we're so uh, connected with things here that we get defined by things here sometimes, and uh, there's this unimaginable good that we're sons and daughters of the living God, that sometimes I feel like I'm fogged in. I don't always quite see that or realize that. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's a command to rejoice. Anything else that strikes you? Yeah. Yeah, gratefulness and joy, uh, some circular or some sort of connection in that kind of way. Thank you, Mary. Oh, someone else said something? Repetitive praise. Yeah, it's a rejoice always. Uh, in first, uh, or in Philippians, we saw, I think there's 14 times it either says to rejoice or it uses the word joy or joyful in four little, little, little chapters there that joy is a big deal. Uh, Dan. Yeah, because the Philippians 4 passage, uh, I thought about just sharing on Philippians 4, uh, 4 through 9. Uh, so, you know, and finding, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell in these things. So there is that note of valuing things that are valuable or being positive in that kind of way. Again, it's rejoice how? In the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, it is, we have so much to celebrate. Uh, if we can just get our heads out of the fog, <laughs> to, to recognize that this is just maddeningly over. Uh, we need new bodies to be able to handle this as we get to heaven. It, it's just so big for us to find joy there. But let's, let's keep moving. So, uh, From Deuteronomy, this is a very interesting passage. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and a glad heart for the abundance of all things, therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and the lack of all things. And he will put an iron yoke on your neck until he destroys you. Whoa, that is powerful. Jane. It's a command. Yeah, command. I, uh, this this kind of kind of knocked my socks off a little bit. Thinking, whoa, uh, that that being uh, joyful, honoring and loving God for who He is, it's so insulting <laughs> for us not to value what's valuable in that way. Any other thought from Deuteronomy here? Yeah, Wayne.
Uh, this this could be a series for several weeks, <laughs> and, and maybe rightly so, because there, there's so much. Thank you, Wayne, for just adding some more thought to that there. So, well, let's. Oh, Birgit, before we continue. Yeah. yeah, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, um, to, to seek to, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all the glory of God. There's, there's seeking his glory and finding joy in that is just a very, very parallel sort of thing. And it does define life. It does define, puts things in order so we're not off track someplace. But let's keep going. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. Now the sec- next several will be more of this theme here. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I do not sh- I do my share on behalf of his body, which is the church, in filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. Or Matthew 5, 11, uh, closer to what the Luke passage that Junior shared earlier. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Now, we'll be looking actually at Colossians in the one uh, Bible study focus group. We'll be taking a closer look at this verse. It certainly is a very interesting verse, uh, filling up what's lacking in Christ's afflictions. We'll let that one go for right now. But um, now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. Um, yeah, other thoughts when you think about what joy looks like? Yeah, that's huge. Joy is not dependent upon our circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to be just defined by uh, our servant more than we know, more than we realize. Uh, Jane. Yeah. Uh, Jane. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll share in, in our Colossian study that uh, just how uh, several missionary stories about where people suffering and just showing they were willing to, to suffer to go ahead and share the gospel, that just how impactful that was when they realized, and that's one part of completing that suffering, just uh, bringing people into that awareness. Well, let's add a couple others since they're fairly similar to this. Uh, from First Peter. First Peter is a book about dealing with suffering. But to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing, so that also at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice with exultation. And 2 Corinthians, 
uh, passage where we're appeared uh, a couple times when we're looking at the book of the Philippians or maybe all the way back to Galatians in our study. Now, brethren, we wish to make known to you the grace of God which has been given in the churches of Macedonia, that in a great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy and their deep poverty re- overflowed in the wealth of their liberality. Rejoicing brings te- uh, testimony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if uh, we have, uh, again, something I think is very wrong, uh, theologically, the health and wealth gospel. I mean, if, uh, if it's all about getting wealthy and good, we're all in. We're all, we're all on, if that means I get to be. Uh, but it really is different than that. Um, there is a, a Jesus said he suffered, and if we're followers of him, we'll suffer. Uh, that we're not above our master in that kind of way, that uh, there's something ab- something about joy and suffering are not contradictory. Somehow they, they can fit together. Any other thoughts? One, uh, more, one more slide with some of this. Um, James, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing or 2 Corinthians uh, 6, uh, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing. And then Hebrews, for you showed sympathy to the prisoners and accepted joyfully the seizure of your property, knowing that you, uh, you have for yourself a better possession and a lasting one. Anything else that says about joy? Testing of our faith. Yeah, and, and, and the James passage. Uh, the testing of faith which brings uh, greater completeness or wholeness or health or growth. And we have quite a few. I, if I just did this concept by itself, we'd have 15, 16 verses that talk about joy and suffering. So it's not an isolated idea. And so uh, versus defining joy by our own experience um, that... As I, as I listen to a number of missionary stories and, and, and nationals sharing the gospel in the Middle East and otherwise, there is a great joy for these folks, even under tremendous persecution. So it's, joy is different than we think. And so some of this, I just want to keep whetting our appetite to think and pray through this while this can't be a, a complete uh, message this morning. Anything else you want to say about this before I move on? Yeah, not for us. I think sometimes in our own suffering or struggles, we have more compassion and understanding for other people. We can uh, reach out further in that kind of way. Dan? Right. And it says within seven years, they had 
We're, we're blessed by following God. We're blessed by following the expert about how life is done well. Uh, don't be, Nehemiah, do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. It comes closer to what Dan is saying. Um, the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's certainly interesting what God commands us is our blessing. <laughs> it commands us to enter into a way of doing things that really will benefit us. So even though it's not a, a command in the sense of, oh, you have to do this and uh, just out of, because uh, uh, you're obligated, but it's really a demand, a command that brings delight and, and joy for us. A positive command. Yeah, we, like, we kind of that false connotation in our mind that way, yeah. Just a couple more. Our first Chronicles 16, 25 through 27. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in, uh, are in his place. Strength and joy are in his place. Uh, we talk about God is love. Uh, we might even be able to say God is joy. Uh, that uh, God is a, a joyful God. Um, just going further, the book of Psalms, it has, Caleb and I are reading through the book of Psalms, and uh, the word joy or rejoicing appears over a hundred times, uh, over and over again. Just a couple of those verses, this kind of matches with the last verse we saw there. You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forever. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. Then uh, I will go to the altar of God, to my God, my exceeding joy. And upon the lyre I shall praise you, O God, my God. God is our joy. Um, and, and the more we participate in him, it goes back to the idea, uh, uh, Mary and a couple others are talking about the relational aspect. As I step into God more and more in Christ, that um, there's this a place of us sharing in the joy of God, the joy of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to share that with us, to bring us into that place of belonging with him. Anything else you want to say about this? Dan. changes it. it is in us it transforms us someone said it was from the inside out yeah, yeah. yeah. second corinthians not that we lord it over uh, over your faith but are workers with you for your joy for in your uh, for in your faith you are standing firm but are work, workers with you for your joy. 
Interesting, another way to talk about our salvation, that again, as he was struggling and the Apostle Paul went through great suffering, that uh, it was bringing them into joy, in, into, into a relationship with the Father, into a relationship through the Son, that, that we would share together in the joy of God. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Again, more just uh, the place of joy in that regard. And then uh, just a couple of verses here, looking at some of Jesus' final words before going to the cross in John chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. And this, this phrase comes up a couple of times. It just reinforces the, the value, the place of joy in the heart of God. In John 15, with the vine and the branches, he concludes as he talks about us abiding in him and us abiding in him. He says, these things I've spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. And then a little bit later on, until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be made full. And then finally, during the high priestly prayer of God talking to God, but now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world so that they may have my joy made full in themselves. Wow, wow, double wow. Uh, you know, God wanting to share that uh, his joy may be made full in us. Not that we get a little bit of joy, but again, the heart that we, we would find joy uh, in the Lord. Yeah, please, uh, Janice. Inviting us to go further, deeper in uh, uh, as we find more of that. Yeah, the fruit of the Spirit, going back to the very first one, it's almost like a fruit that grows and grows in us as we enter into that more and more fully. Okay. Um, oh, okay. A little bit longer uh, section here, but for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. You also became imitators of us and of our Lord, having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Archaea. It goes back to the, uh, here, I guess I'm going to just emphasize, uh, th there's several verses that just talk about joy of the Holy Spirit. Again, it is, it is a gift of God as God comes to us through Jesus, as, as he transforms us and changes us, we participate in something in the nature of God. And the final two verses here, just thinking about this goes all the way to the end of Revelations, and then it'll step into the new heavens. But let us rejoice and be glad and, and give the glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. So just as we look forward to that, just the rejoicing, the celebration, the anticipation that we get to be a part of the bride of Christ, and this will be a joyous, joyous thing as we think about what a marriage looks like. And finally, uh, from Jude, uh, the uh, closing uh, message words there, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now 
and forevermore. Father, we thank you that you mean for us to find joy in you. You mean for us to find uh, uh, just satisfaction, pleasure, meaning, purpose, our fit with you. Father, we just pray that you would help us to not be distracted by so many other things, Father, that, that take us away from celebrating you and, and just finding that, Lord, that, oh, Father, we get so easily drawn to other things that are of lesser value. But, Lord, just help us to treasure you. Thank you that uh, you want us to join in and find full measure of joy uh, despite our circumstances, despite so many other things that are unknown. And we, we live in a broken, fallen world. But, Father, in the midst of that, yet you are a God of joy. And we desire to go further and deeper in you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I uh, wanted to go ahead and, and um, uh, just be able to celebrate communion uh, as we celebrate that joyously. Uh, this morning, and then for us to respond musically to worship as well. So, Junior, thank you. <laughs>